Welcome to Lizzie Cooperman's In Your Hands. I'm Lizzie, and this is a show where you truly choose what I do with my life on a weekly basis. The show comes out every Thursday. That's when you listen to the episode, then you go to my Instagram stories and vote in the poll between two options. I get the results on Friday, and I take immediate action. You can truly listen to the show anytime, in any state of being. You can listen on death row. We're building a theme here. This is a big show. Let's dive into the past. Last week, you had a choice between final sweet and gloves for feet. Do I cut out sugar until my birthday? At which point, I attempt the most challenging culinary dessert imaginable, also known as the baked Alaska. Or gloves for feet. Do I try to make those Vibram five-finger shoes, the one that the ones that look like gloves for your feet? Do I try to make those popular, you know, buy a pair, start wearing them on stage? You guys voted final suite. And I was a little surprised. I was like, wow, they'd rather me cut out sugar than create a worldwide phenomenon that could put an end to early onset arthritis. We could have cured plantar fasciitis for icons across the land. So it's been almost a week without processed sugar. I did slip. I had some vinaigrette on a Trader Joe's Greek salad, uh, like just in a moment of weakness. The vinegar understood me more than olive oil. Um, so I hope we don't we don't get a divorce over that. And yeah, that's my incredibly exciting update about cutting out sugar. Oh, I have an update on the miracles vote. I almost can't believe this happened, but I did manifest something on the list, and it was so specific because you guys voted for me to try to manifest the things on my Amazon wish list. It actually made me think I should try to get more things on the list. So my friend Kara Clank, she's been a guest on the show, hilarious comedian, she posted something on Instagram, does anyone need a queen-sized mattress? And I have stayed in Kara's guest room before and said to her, if you ever get rid of this duvet cover, please let me know because there's something about it that just has, um, I'm like, it has a crispness and a harmony to it. And so I messaged her, what are you doing with the duvet cover? And she said, you can come over in two hours and it's yours. She laundered it. It was folded so beautifully, waiting for me in a bag. So I guess I'm just asking, what's next? Could be a 13-gallon stainless steel trash can awaiting me in my glorious future. I'm still doing the P90LZ, and it's hard for me. I wonder if you guys are doing it too. (laughs) I'm like, am I just dipping alone off the edge of my coffee table? For those of you just joining in now, that is a workout, a life-altering workout that I devised that you voted for in in another episode. Like I said, this is a very packed show, so let's foray into the present. Um, I was talking to my friend, very funny comedian, Nick Flanagan, and he said, Lizzie, why don't you become pen pals with an inmate? And I really love that idea. I've been looking for a way on this show to lend, give some kind of ray of light to this wretched world. And 
I was thinking this could be possibly a way to do this. Dare I say practice some type of forgiveness. I looked it up. There are all these websites with prison profiles, people trying to stay positive basically while awaiting execution. So that option is called none other than death row. The other option, and using that duvet cover as a jumping off point, my friend Mary Lynn told me that beloved talk show host Steve Harvey recommends, game show host also, um, recommends that people write down 300 things they want just to get clear about it. And I thought, since we're on the manifestation track, let's ramp it up. Let's send the greater message out, go past the duvet to the recumbent bike, to the million dollars, to the blue-collar comedy tour. So I'm combining this particular option with the fact that I have a show in Santa Monica on Friday. I'm driving to the west side um, near the ocean. For those of you um, who aren't familiar with the landscape here, it's a benefit for reproductive care. And I had a call with my brilliant friend Bryce who said, Lizzie, on your show, why have you not done anything with the ocean? The truth is, I like the ocean from afar. I love a view, but I typically do not enter the ocean. I'll talk to Bryce in a minute, but the idea is to combine the ocean on Friday before my show with getting into a flow state, like a state of focus and connectedness. Make the list at the ocean, write the list of 300 things I want, hence bolstering the manifestation while overcoming the dreaded water. So that option is called ocean flow. We have death row and ocean flow. Obviously, I wouldn't let you take the reins before consulting some consummate professionals. I reached out to people about death row. And at first it was crickets and then they came out in droves. So I have two experts with fascinating points of view. First, this is Rachel with the death row support project. What, what inspired the program, Rachel? Uh, well, my, um, growing up, I, had an interest from a young age in um, prison and when I was nine years old I met um, a man named Nathan Leopold who had actually been sentenced to life plus 99 years but then went for murder but was eventually released and I think it instilled in me at a young age the possibility for second chances for people and then um, married my husband Bob who had served 18 months in prison for draft related charges and that led him to an interest in just prison um, prison things in general. And and so, yeah, he he came up with the idea of a project, and he knew I liked to write letters, and so that's um, that's what got us started on it, yeah. So. Wow. And, and the name of the organization is Brethren. Can you remind me what it's called? Yeah, Church of the Brethren, and that's we both grew up in that church, and for us that's a huge part of it, too, is just um, – following Jesus' call to visit those in prison and working for prison justice issues in general. Can I yeah. still do it if I'm Jewish? <laughs> Pardon? Oh, no, that's great. <laughs> We're, we are open to anyone and everyone. Excellent. Who, um, and we've tried to, I mean, we've, um, it's, for us, it's not about proselytizing at all. It's just, just simply about reaching out to the, and finding the humanity and those who are 
in prison and understanding how they got there, learning about that um, and why the many problems with the system that we have. Um, Yeah. And one small thing is that my husband, from having been in prison, he was aware that people get mail. The more mail they get, the better they're treated by guards because there's just an awareness that this person matters to somebody on the outside. And so getting, finding a way to get more mail for people is really helpful. Can you send them things, an edible arrangement or? Um, Over the, I've been doing this for 44 years now and prison regulations have gotten a lot tighter. um, And now the only, and also it's just become more and more of a business, the prison industrial complex, as some call it. Um, And so you can um, send people books, but they have to be ordered from a bookseller. Um, and then um, almost every prison has an arrangement with some kind of a vendor who puts together packages, and then you purchase a package put together by by somebody else that you can send to the person you're writing. A few pe- few places you can still send postage stamps, but mm. that's about the only thing. And now I'm asking this for, I guess, personal safety reasons. I know a lot of people transform you know, in prison, but does anyone ever get pardoned off death row and maybe come looking for their pen pal or is there? That's a concern that a lot of people have. It's in the, in our project with over thousands of people writing, we're not aware of that ever happening to anybody. Our family actually, um, I revisited and wrote to a man on death row in Indiana for several years. His sentence was originally reduced to a lesser sentence and he was released from prison um, he actually ended up moving to Florida because that's where his mother was. Um, but the reality is people who commit murder, even if they're not sentenced to death, they have a lower recidivism rate, um, are much less behavioral problems. Um, and they usually do still, I mean, a lot have been forsaken by families, but a lot still have family connections also. And if they are released, well, often it's because they're innocent. They were wrongly convicted to begin with. There are about 180 people now right. who had been on death row oh. who have been exonerated. Um, and so they're probably not a danger to begin with. You've been, okay. This has been incredible information. And I feel like it's going to make people want to connect and do this also. No, that would be wonderful. Um, we're always glad to have more writers, and the best way to do that, it's not, you must have found our website, um, and that's the best way to connect to the rest. People can sign up online, um, and then we make pen pal assignments after that. People are also so welcome you, to call, but obviously that's not always the easiest way to do so. Yes, you make the matches? Yeah, um, and so it is not a matchmaking service, <laughs> um, and it's not, and there are a lot of prison um and now websites that people can go to if they want to get more information and okay. figure out, you know, if they can read a profile, prisoner's profile, and decide if that's who they want to write to or not. But we do it more uh, just uh, by, well, for me, by faith. Um, and, um, and, and it doesn't always work. Sometimes people get matched and it just isn't a good match personality-wise or age-wise or whatever. We do right. ask people their ages if they have a faith. Uh, faith affiliation, which is purely just for the matter of right. matching, because some guys in prison are Christians, some are Jews, uh, some are a lot mm-hmm. of Muslims, um, and so we do try to make that kind of a connection with people so no, if we May, can. May, December pen pals. Rachel, this has been so helpful, and um, I, I so appreciate, I'm so glad we got to connect.
My next expert is responded to a Facebook post. I guess I met her several years ago, but I said, do I know any correctional officers? And she said, yes, I used to be a kitchen supervisor. Now there's a part of the story that she calls back to a prisoner. I had to cut the story out for time, but basically it was like she stepped up to this prisoner who was um, in there for strangling someone. And uh, so she that's who she's talking about. I'm going to bleep out the name just for her safety in case the prisoner happens to be a huge Lizzie Cooperman fan and stumbles upon the podcast. Um, but in the meantime, please enjoy my talk with April. So basically, I'm doing an episode on whether or not to become pen pals with an inmate. Do you think no, that that's... I've had, I've had, yes, I've had prison pen pals, okay? I've had them. I actually got fired for being a hoe in the jail and giving out my address. She was the guy, like the cool guys. That's what I got fired for. <laughs> so, as long as you're not going to lose a job over it, you know, I, I I personally like to see um, a person's penmanship. I like to see, you know, how they structure a sentence. And, you know, they just, they're sitting on their necks in there. I highly recommend being a prison pen pal. Well, what do you think? It, I'm more interested, I guess, in what it does for them. Like, do you think that it really... It gives them something to look forward to. You don't even understand. On mail day, when the mail gets passed out, that's all these dudes live for. There's dudes that have been in there for, you know, years without a piece of mail. You know, so I, I actually did stand up in an all-mails jet, jet, like prison, in Danville, Illinois, and I got threatened to end my set twice. The third time they did end my set, as I was already doing my closing thing, which was blurting out my mailing address at the time because I said, you know, my, as a little girl, I always dreamed of having a prison pen pal. And it took about six weeks, but I did get a seven-page letter. Were you not concerned in any way that these people would come and find you after they got out of jail? Okay, well, I'm apparently on to kill list still, okay? So I'm expecting him... Just since he is Caucasian and he only got 20 years for killing that girl, he'll probably serve out in 10 to 12. Um, and I'm sure he's going to pop up, you know, and try to surprise a hoe. I'm waiting for it. You know, I'll punk his ass out again in person. I'm not scared of these guys. And I don't think so. I think that requires so much effort and money that they don't have that you wouldn't have anything to worry about. Would you ever correspond using an alias? I did. I had an alias. My alias was uh, Charlie. Is there any advice that you'd have for me as I move forward with be possibly um, becoming pen pals with somebody? Uh, definitely do not um, send them money, 1,000%. And then number two would be... Um, don't, you know, don't reveal too much because you never know. People get pardoned off a of death row. See, that's day. the thing. That's the thing. So, I mean, I would use, like, uh, I would get a P.O. box and use that, not my apartment address or anything, and um, use a little alias. A golden conversation. Thank you so much, April. I'll let you get back to work. Okay, take care. Bye. You too. Thank you. Okay, Bye. That was such a long and fascinating conversation. I'm going to put the rest in my OnlyFans along with the extended version of this, my conversation with my ocean expert, the one who said, Lizzie, why haven't you done anything yet? 
uh, with going to the ocean, with going to the water. This is my dear friend Bryce. Um, he's a professor of theater and performance studies and head of knowledge exchange at Royal Central School of Speech at the University of London. Today, he is my ocean expert. This is Bryce. I spoke to you last week and you said, Lizzie, you said, why haven't you done anything with the ocean? <laughs> I mean, first of all, I had no memories of you going swimming, like not even in the hot tub, although you must have. When we were in Cape Cod, you must have gotten in the hot tub. But no, but I was thinking as well that um, I love the ocean. I feel very free in it. But it's also because I think we're the generation that saw Jaws when we were too young. I'm terrified of it. Like even sometimes when I get into the deep end of a swimming pool, I have this terror, this like existential anxiety come over me. Right. So I looked up some fun facts about the ocean because we, we were going to talk about it and you wanted me to be an expert. And so 94% of all of the Earth's wildlife is in the ocean. And that is why the ocean is so dangerous because everywhere you want to swim, there could be jellyfish or eels. Okay, so what you're saying about the wildlife, 94% of wildlife living in the ocean, I feel like that's a reason to not go in. We have our space. You know what, though? <laughs> it also, the ocean covers 70% of the Earth. So, like, if you're not going to go into the ocean, you're not going to experience most of the globe. I feel like also the English Channel, is that where you swim? Yes. I feel like that's... The English Channel is so polluted. It is? Oh, my God, it's not as polluted as the Irish Sea. The Irish Sea apparently is the most polluted body of water, you know, anywhere. Oh my God. Is it just like pipes and like old leather shoes floating around? <laughs> That's what I'm picturing. Old leather shoes. The, pain, the bitter tears of years of migration. Oh my God. Are you, yeah. I mean, are you allowed to tell me what the actual challenge yes. is? Or yes, you, is absolutely. So this is what I'm going to do because I didn't want to just go or go to the ocean, you know, because it's kind of a continuation of the manifestation episode of the miracles episode. Okay. But what I'm going to do when I get there is I'm going to take sage advice from TV talk show host Steve Harvey. <laughs> Amazing. Bring a notebook, get into a flow state, and write down 300 things I want. Okay. That you want. Yes. You know, and then maybe I can just at the end walk into the ocean like that woman in the movie The Hours. <laughs> but then, you know what you should do? Because you remember what's so provocative or memorable is that she, Virginia Woolf, took a stone the size of a pig's skull. That's right. exactly. The, the, the stone the size of a pig's skull and puts it into her pocket and right. walks in. You have to take that list of 300 things, which will be enormous, <gasps> and walk into the ocean with it. Bryce, I love that. So I'm no longer holding on to it. You've got to let it go. This is beautiful. You've completed, you were the path and you were the destination. <laughs> oh. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. It was a pleasure. Okay, expect Bryce to be a major player in an upcoming episode. Um, it's time to bring on today's guests. First, we have Allison Rosen, host of Allison Rosen's Your New Best Friend, a new podcast called Upworthy Weekly. 
Uh, she also co-hosts the show Childish. She's written for Rolling Stone. She's been on CNN, The Adam Carolla Show, and Comedy Central. And Jordan Morris, who's written for Comedy Central, Disney+, and Cartoon Network. I'm so excited to have them both on. So let's get into it. So we have the decision of a lifetime to make today, you guys. <laughs> it's all brought us to death row ocean flow. Some weeks, I just there's not a lot going on in my life. So I need to bring death row into it. <laughs> Just to feel alive, ironically. Right, right. <laughs> but it was something I had considered doing before. I was thinking, these people are facing the last months of their lives. And there are websites where it just says, like, write a prisoner on death row. And it has a profile. Almost like Bumble. Huh. So, um, like, are you getting interests and quotes and there's like their <laughs> list of loving like loving ted lasso you know oh my god loving ted lasso well what's weird is i think you have to do it by hand also write the letter by hand because i was thinking That's they don't give like they don't give you a laptop you don't get a free laptop when you it's like everyone would want to go to prison right, right? just a, for the laptop right well, one of them says um Things about myself, I'm Hispanic, I speak English and Spanish, I'm a kind, caring, easygoing person that's open-minded. Really? <laughs> like, hmm. Does it I say know. what the what the crime was? I mean, we assume that there's murder involved if it's death row, but does it does it right. go into the details? They don't go into the details and some of them will be like, "Let me know if you have any questions." <laughs> <laughs> It's like, of do you course. want kids? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Oh, you do just you got want... you know when you're older and you're mm-hmm. getting to know somebody first for the first time, you got to get that out of the way. Do you want kids? Where do you want to retire? <sighs> oh, wait a minute. Yeah. Well, it's also like asking them a question right off the bat. It's like, well, we're we're already connected. You right. know, the reason I chose death row and not just an inmate was I felt like if I chose an inmate, then there might come a day where they would be like. I'm free. Let's get coffee. Right. And not to dehumanize them. And then you got to get into scheduling, and that's a whole thing. Fear of commitment. But you know (laughs) that there are appeals and things like that. Like, I don't know what the—I mean, not to be a downer, not to be cups half empty here on the idea that someone might get off death row, but I don't know what percentage of people on death row actually get put to death. A good portion of them, Oh, you know— they, and they should warn you about this. By the way, I'm against capital punishment, so I don't know which, yes. what, what portion of the cup this is for me. But for the sake of this, I just think you should be warned. There's a chance they will get off. And I, I think, think. And I think we've, all, we've all heard stories about people who have been wrongfully accused. Obviously, our system is broken in many mm. ways. And, you know, people get exonerated because new technology and new evidence comes in. Um, so yeah, I think so you, you should choose someone who looks really guilty. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. That's so, funny. so choose someone who just looks so, guilty yeah. so that probably you won't have to meet them. I'm just scrolling through looking for horn implants. That's my pen pal right there. But like what is the idea behind this website? Is it this is it so you can do a charitable thing and reach mm-hmm. out to someone at the very end or is it like for people who have a hard on for criminals right real bad ones <laughs> this one is called writeaprisoner.com but there's also a religious one called like brethren mm. that kind of plays to the nice. religious aspect of you it can of kind of show them the way in their final days and help them to 
you know, cleanse yes. their soul, etc. What if it goes the other way and they show you the way? Ah! Oh. <laughs> and take you and then turn you onto like the murder in life. <laughs> oh my God. So right. So a, and it could be like, right, a religious person. And that's <laughs> what they're all doing. I mean, you know, and not to be craven about this whole thing, but, you know, we're, we're in showbiz, but you're doing a podcast, easily the hottest genre true crime. If you do connect with this prisoner, start maybe unpacking the case. I don't know. Maybe you find some new evidence. Mm, and then, Jordan's. you know, you ditch this whole, you know, bettering my life premise that you got going. Not that it's not a great one. I love it. That's why, mm. you know. Sure. I, I think it's terrific, but you know, you'd probably score a few more cash or mattress ads if you were solving it. Ah. I'm just saying. That's yes, really interesting. What? My merch just becomes handcuffs. <laughs> 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 we were doing t- yes. we were doing t-shirts. Little we little butcher those. knife charm bracelets. <laughs> right, right. Somebody's got that, right? Oh my god! Yes. Okay. But I, I do think Google- there is something. Oh, yeah. Sorry, tell go ahead. Me. Sorry. Well, when I was driving here, I was like, why do I want to do this? What is compelling to me about it? And it is the idea that at the end of someone's life, if it's all negativity in their world, that you could just change one part of their, one aspect of their day to a positive, even if no one thinks they deserve it. I don't know. I just feel like casting a little bit of light. It sounds so like, I just want to cast light into the world, but... I'm also too, I open up to too many people, which (laughs) (laughs) is a problem. Yeah. I I think that's actually very beautiful. I think that's really beautiful. And I think that that is, just to get religious for a second from someone who is not religious at all, Mm. uh, and it's probably the last person who should be saying this, but isn't that like Jesus's whole message is uh, kindness, compassion, and forgiveness to uh, the the people the sinners the people who you sure. wouldn't think that, deserve that, that it and that you do message to the has, least of my brothers right. is that which you do to me so really lizzie you're being jesus-esque yes <laughs> christ christ yeah that's incredible wait jordan where did you Allison, pull that? Isn't that one of your podcasts christ-ish christ-ish <laughs> <laughs> yes i think so <laughs> jordan where did you pull that that is that a psalm what what did we oh, hear it's you say a, there? it's 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 a it's a Bible verse. Couldn't tell you which one. I did some time in ah. high school and junior high in a hip youth group, so that was told to me by a cool dude with tattoo sleeves who was sitting backwards on a chair, <laughs> telling me about the original rapper Jesus Christ. Ah. Oh, JC. JC. That is so funny. Okay, so you were immersed in this. In I was okay. Yes. And Allison, I can't remember, did you, I feel like we had similar religious backgrounds. Yeah, well, so um, I grew up, excuse me, I grew up atheist with nothing, really. Um, I went to Quaker meeting for a little while. My best friend was Mormon, and she went to, like, Mormon temple every Sunday, and I said to my dad, why don't we go to anything? Obviously Jewish, but, like, we didn't do anything. Mm. We didn't practice it at all. Um, So I said, why don't we do, why don't we have any religion? And he had gone to a Quaker high school and then also a Quaker college. And so he was very fond of Quakerism. And right. like, it always struck me more as a philosophy though. So we started going to Quaker meeting for a, on and off for a few years. Um, like I said, it always struck me more as a philosophy than a religion though. Okay. Um, 
And then now that I'm older, I always feel like I really should look into Judaism more. Oh, I okay. really know very little about it. For some reason, I thought you had a, a bat mitzvah. Mm-mm. Okay, you didn't. No. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, so I, that's kind of I the, feel the same way about the TV show uh, Severance. I got to look into it. Everybody says it's great. We were just talking about it <laughs> off mic. I know. That's where I got the pull. Jordan. Oh, oh that's so <laughs> Oh, yeah. You were, you were, your video was off, I think, at that point. Yeah. yeah. At that juncture. I didn't know you were there. I was listening for polls. Yeah. Oh, my God. I did go back <laughs> and watch it. the finale again. I wanted to see the moment. Oh, I can't spoil it. So good. I do have something to say about TV watching habits that I think will apply to the next option here. Mm. Okay, After I love the- that. Okay. Well, let me ask before we move on to the second yes. option. Is this something that would ever interest you? Would you ever think, I want to connect with someone I would never normally connect with, even if it's a little daunting? Is that something you would ever dip into personally? I would. <clears throat> Excuse me, Jordan. I think I was talking. Sorry. You were. Um, and you were look, doing a I damn co- fine job. I had COVID. I have COVID, I mean. I could perish <laughs> before you. I've got to get my words out. Um, I would, but if I had to do it longhand, then I wouldn't because I have lost mm. the ability. We were talking about this when you were on my show, Lizzie. We were talking about how the barrier for entry of morning pages is I can't do longhand anymore. Right. Um, if I had to write longhand, it would have to be like a post-it length note. But if I could type it, then I would be quite interested. If I could text or just WhatsApp or any sort of <laughs> digital communication, yes. And then eventually I would want to have this person on my po- – if I could have them on my podcast, then it's me exploiting <laughs> them in a way. But you yes, I'm very interested. The fact that you said WhatsApp, that is such a prison app. Is it? WhatsApp is the sketchiest. It feels sketchy, doesn't it? <laughs> I was doing a, I did a creative project with someone in the UK, and the most convenient way for us to communicate was with WhatsApp. And yeah, every time I did it, I felt like I was sending launch codes to the Chinese government. Yeah. It's how people have affairs. If a guy, a guy once said to me, yeah, uh, I'll message you on WhatsApp. And I thought, why can't you receive a text message from me? And it turned out he was like away with Uh, another woman. I just had to pop up on his kid's iPad or something. (laughs) I'm like, and now we've been married three years. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Anyway, I think maybe I got hacked, and maybe it's because I've been communicating with my friend in Spain via WhatsApp. Mm. I think I might have gotten hacked because I keep getting notices saying someone's signing into my Apple ID, and it's not me. So I don't know. So I just had to change my password. Really? What is going on, Jordan? I don't know. Maybe it's WhatsApp. Maybe WhatsApp is uh, shooting our. Apple IDs all that, over the world. If we're getting that notification, does it mean we've been hacked? I think it means someone someone attempted the hack, but Apple's oh exemplary security protocols shut it down. I hope so. Here's one fear about the death row thing is like, what if they have a can they have a you can have a visitor on death row? I think At the so. very really? end, I think people come to see you. Yeah. What if they're like, find Lizzie Cooperman, like, or something like that? Like, they mm. tell someone else. I could use an alias as well. That's yeah. true. I could use the name Joni Diamonds, which is the name of the fake booker I've been using, <laughs> thanks to this show also. <laughs> Does she have an OnlyFans? <laughs> she, oh, my God. She totally should. That's so funny. Jordan, what were you, you going to say? 
Uh, yeah, I was I, yeah. I was going to express something similar about the long hand. Mm. Don't love it. Uh, <laughs> I feel like I have a meltdown every time I have to write a check now. Um, but there there is something appealing about kind of getting to ask questions of someone in this extreme extreme circumstance. Like I think right. it is it is a really kind of crazy ten out of ten version of like. When you're at a wedding and you get seated at the like miscellaneous table <laughs> and like you have to sit next to like someone's dad's friend who sells water skis. And that can be a fun excuse to talk to someone who sells water skis for an evening and learn about like you know, someone the, who murders people with water skis. <laughs> right. Yes. <laughs> it is like getting trapped at a wedding table with right. someone. <laughs> who has seen life drain from the eyes of another human being. Oh, my God. Okay, that's a really amazing analogy. Thank you. I love um, that. Okay. Yes. So, yeah, so I can see the appeal of, like, mm-hmm. getting to getting to ask this person every question that you have about this. Right. Do you know anyone in prison right now? I don't know. I don't. Uh, I'm sorry to say, maybe I need to... <laughs> Expand my friend group. <laughs> Maybe to you be welcome. I asked it so sensitively. I'm like, and do you have any friends or family currently right. on death row? I'm always a little creeped out by people who do curate their group of friends. Like, mm-hmm. it is, I think, problematic if you only have, if all your friends, if your friend group is homogenous, it's a little bit like, well, broaden your horizons. Sure. But if your friend group is a Benetton ad, and whenever I make the re- that <laughs> reference, at this point, I feel like no one gets it anymore, which shows how old I am. But I'm thinking there's probably someone who is curating their friend group to include someone in prison, and maybe we ought to do that. Wow, Lizzie, you could be our connection. Fascinating. I don't know. Now, yeah. there, Lizzie, it, is, yeah. is there a chance you could fall in love with this person? Well, you know what's so funny? So there's a girl on Facebook, because um, I actually this, I my friend Nick gave me this idea. He was like, I feel like that's something that you could kind of get into. And I <laughs> I was like looking for, you know, like, it happened to me. I corresponded with a prisoner, like that kind of article. Mm-hmm. And there was a girl on Facebook who was like, so right now I'm talking to like nine guys. <laughs> I'm like, oh God. But they weren't on death row. And all the comments were like, this person obviously just needs attention or why would you do this yeah i uh, and allison i don't i guess allison and lizzie i don't know if either of you have been uh i allison i i don't think you've ever been on a dating app lizzie i don't know about you but i think i think if you have you've bumped up against this phenomenon where someone is very very happy to like chat with you on the app and share memes and stuff and check in but when the time comes to like hang out, uh, you know they're kind of dodgy and hard to plan with. But but then still kind of want to keep up this chat. And I think I think you know so the the conclusion you can draw is that like some people just kind of like to chat and and you know and nothing wrong with that. But of course you know when the when if if you're there right. to like actually meet somebody, it can be a little frustrating. So I think if you are this type of type of person who is just like. I need to be chatting all the time. Maybe right. this prison thing is right for you. I mean, it is. But that happens when you your friends are like, I'm at work right now. And then she's like, yeah. guess I'm moving on to inmates. <laughs> right. 
So no. I have never been on the apps, but mm-hmm. I was on dating websites, pre-apps. Oh, okay. So right. I have encountered this phenomenon. Right. And my read on that was always like, this is someone who's probably in a relationship. Oh, interesting. What do, what do, you, do you think that's accurate or no? I think that that could be an explanation too, totally. Um, mm. Like yeah. they're just messing around. Yeah, they're just messing there was another woman who it was like, here's a beautiful story between, oh my God, it's like an Audi and an Innie, like on severance. <gasps> yes. Oh, so crazy. Um, there was one girl who was like, I became friends with a prisoner and I took all these pictures he drew and I made them into stickers. And he made so much money. I was like, that's more than anyone's ever helped me. I was like jealous of the prisoner. <laughs> I'm like, someone took all your artwork and like made it profitable. When I was in college, I did a show at the college radio station. Yeah, I know. <gasps> Fucking rad, right? <laughs> 88.1 FM, KZSC Santa Cruz, the heavyweight 88. Um, and easily the most popular DJ at the radio station uh, was this woman who did like a goth industrial show, like late at night. And we all had these little mailboxes where like, they would put like new CDs and concert flyers and stuff with, but her mailbox was always stuffed with packages from prisoners <gasps> who were sending her things they made for her, including a beautiful black rose that was made out of toilet paper. <laughs> so they were using Amazing. prison shit to make her gifts. What was gosh? She had a spooky DJ Wait. name too. It was like it was like did. it was like Thornbriar Ravenclaw or something like oh that. Um. Yeah. So I'm dying to know: was the toilet paper already black, or was this like a magic marker situation? <laughs> I think magic marker, but this okay, is a great okay. question and uh, an essential one. I think and an essential one. That um, is so funny because I remember one time on Kathy Lee and Hoda, or whatever that show was called, Today Show, perhaps um, Fourth Hour. Yeah. Yes, mm. Fourth Hour with Kathy Lee and Hoda. Hoda was like, "Well, you get all the, all that mail from all those prisoners," and Kathy Lee was like, "Oh, stop." Like I think pris- like there's there are a lot of prisoners who have a big crush on Kathy Lee. Wow. From what I remember. I've re- have you never have you never received mail from prisoners? I have a few times. A couple times. It's Way nice. Way to it bury the lead. <laughs> but I don't but it didn't but it there wasn't there was no black rose. There was nothing you know, notable in it. It didn't say what he was in for. I just remember it was from um the one that I remember was I'm gonna I'm gonna mangle the name. It was like Terra Hot, Terra Hot, Terra Hot, Terra Hot. That's right, right? The it's name of the H U H H A U T E. You think, yeah, it's one of the big uh, prisons. One of the hotter and- jails. <laughs> yeah, it's like Hope Couture. <laughs> hotter, more influential jails. Yeah, sure. exactly. I remember watching Orange is the New Black and thinking, like, I feel like I would do pretty well there. And then thinking, that's very insulting of me to think that because I wouldn't do well there and this is not accurate at all. In the scope of the show, I can actually see you thriving in that environment. Thank you. Like, Thank I you feel like much. you're sociable. You'd get along yeah. with everybody. Yeah, I feel like you would get... I Not have a shanked. real thing for, like, shows that just have, like, a bunch of gap. Like, it started with Facts of Life. I was like, I want to go to a girls' boarding school. <laughs> I would have been miserable there. And then when I watched Glow, I was like, I want to be in a ladies' wrestling team. I would not. That would not be good for me. And then uh, Orange is the New Black. I'm just like, just a bunch of gals. Yeah. I love stuff with just gal pals. And you're like, and now I want to be severed. <laughs> <laughs> but have you noticed? I'm actually, like, what? There is a, tr- a trend. Um, 
This is a very gendered uh, observation. However, mm. gals, <clears throat> I, now I feel like an 80s comedian, but like women will, <laughs> will write to men in prison and fall in love with them and want to change them. And there's not a lot of men writing to female prisoners falling <gasps> in love with them. Like, are there any? And I'm thinking of the woman who fell in love with Charles Manson. Possibly, I, is she still with him? She's like 20-something and young and beautiful and fell for him while he was, he's out now, right? I that think. is well, such a great point. Prison. Maybe he's dead. Is he dead? I think well, so. Well, then he's definitely out. Yeah. <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah. I was just reading. It was one of those, like, you know that on Instagram, holistic psychologist or whatever? Yes. yes. Do you follow her, Jordan? I do well, not. Get on board. <laughs> she was like, if you didn't receive or if you were neglected emotionally, then that's when women, she was saying women in particular, have a a need to then take care of take someone care. and kind of save yeah. somebody else if they themselves weren't tended to. And I wonder if that is, like, what plays out. Because that is interesting. I've never heard of a guy going, I just want to, like, write to a woman who's in killed prison. people. Right. <laughs> That's never happened. It is, like, it's almost like the fantasy of a guy being away at war or something mm-hmm. like that. Right. Yeah. Kind of I'm a longing. Like, you can write very right. beautiful. My darling. <laughs> right. My I, darling. When Yes. When I hear the wind blow, it will say your name. My darling. When I hear the door clank shut. through the reeds. Oh, my God. Okay. So, so the corresponding with – okay. So that's the first option is death row. And the second option is kind of a continuation of a previous episode where I tried to manifest seven items on my Amazon wish list – and I did this, like, manifestation course and stuff like that, and I actually got one of them last week. What was it? it the list was pretty basic. It was, like, a recumbent bike, a washer-dryer, and one was a duvet cover. Mm. But I have to specify, uh, the duvet cover of my dreams was Kara Clank's duvet cover. I don't know if you guys know Kara. Very funny comedian. She's great. I don't and know her duvet, though. I've stayed in her guest room so many times, and I always said, Kara, if you ever get rid of this bed, I want the duvet cover. And she's like, okay. And then in her Instagram story, she said, hey, does anyone need a queen-sized mattress? And I said, Hmm. well, if you're selling the duvet, I would love to take that. And she was like, you can come over and have it. Oh, my gosh. So I got the queen-sized duvet. How's your sleep been? (laughs) I have to say, it is dramatically improved. And part of the reason is— I had a velvet comforter, which my friend Robert came over and was like, Lizzie, this is too much. Like, he he just meant, like, it looks like you're like, it's time for sex. (laughs) Just, like, a blush covered with, like, velvet pillow. It was just, I think in my mind, I I wanted, like, a grandiose bedroom. I like Mm -hmm. things to be kind of, like... Not over the t- top, really. Op- opulent. You're a yes. you're a, you're a maximalist. Does it do any of these fit? I'm gonna say a simple. I'm gonna say a simple. I like simple opulence. So that would be okay. the only opulent <laughs> thing in the room. There's nothing kind of a, else. Kind of a sopulence, if you will. A sopulence that is like like it's so just funny. a velvet duvet, but it's on the floor. Right. <laughs> Actually, simple that opulence. is not far from the essence of the truth. That is I so like funny. Caviar on a Lay's potato chip. Exactly. <laughs> Wait, that's perfect. Yes, exactly. So I got the duvet cover. It's lightweight. I wake up and I'm like, oh, it's like bright. It's like white and yellow. It's crisp. And I thought, this is so great. And I did manifest it. In so some, what, in a sense, that's great. What's what's the 
process of manifesting? Like how to like when you're just like, okay, time to manifest. What are okay. what are you doing? So my plan was I had the Amazon wish list. I made it public. It has seven things on it. It also has a comedy tour as represented by a DVD of the blue collar comedy tour. Mm-hmm. It has a fake million dollar bill. It has, um, I'm trying to remember. What, oh, there, there's a trash can on it. I mean, it's a range, seven yeah. items. So some so, things are like actual, like I actually want this trash can and some are kind of totems or symbols. The thing is, I am kind of booking a tour right now. Okay. Also. So Amazing. I booked two out-of-town shows, and I'm just like, I think it's... So I've been looking at the list in the morning. I looked at it right when I woke up, and then I look at it before bed. And then I did an Esther Hicks slash... Have you ever heard of Abraham Hicks? Yes, I have. I have. Oh, my God. It, it's pretty wild. So it's this woman, Esther Hicks, who channels this being named Abraham. And Abraham speaks through <laughs> Esther... And she talks about law of attraction. It's kind of, she's been around forever. It's just kind of like accepted that she channels this energy, Abraham. The story of how it came to be is kind of interesting. And it was kind of like co-created in a weird way through meditation with her husband. But some of the things Abraham says really do blow my mind. But I hadn't really gotten into it until I talked to my friend Jimmy when I was having a bad week. And he was like, Lizzie, you have to get back into the vortex, which is like an Abraham Hicks <laughs> buzzword. And I was like, you're right. I have to get back into the vortex. Because you know how sometimes you'll go on a run in your life where you're like, wow, all these things are happening. Yeah. It'll be just like, mm, and then just suddenly things kick up into action again. It felt like I was doing that in a way. And so I did this workshop um, and that was part of what I said I was going to do to manifest these um, items. So then this week I thought, well, why not do more? And I was talking to my friend, Marilyn Ricegub, who you guys know. Marilyn. And she was telling me about someone who had said that they made it, that uh, Steve Harvey tells people, you need to make a list of mm-hmm. 300 things you want. I don't know I where could, he came I up with the I number 300. I think I probably want 80 things. So that's the thing that I started. So many. Jordan, I started writing it and I got to 59 and was like, I don't know if I can do this, but I really want to push myself. Were you because, doing longhand? No. Just to that's bring it so back. Funny. Okay. I actually did it in Google Docs. I started okay. a Google Doc, but I was thinking because here's the other thing I don't love the ocean. Mm. Well, let me take that back. I don't love the beach. I don't enjoy going to Santa Monica. Mm. I don't like parking my car. I don't like sitting on a towel half naked in front of strangers, pretending I'm at peace. Yeah. None of it sounds good. I'm just not. You don't like that either? No. (laughs) No. What's to like about it? I know. You're saying it in an apologetic way. Like, we have to feel bad about it. Look how pale I am. I don't like that. (laughs) Although, I do, like, I don't think... I, I never take my kids to the beach, and I do feel like I should do that more mm. often. But, like, it's crowd—the whole having to park, it's crowded. There's sand everywhere. There's also, like—it's been a long time since I've been to the beach, but there's little rocks and little crabs and cigarette butts, most likely. And it's just—this yes. is a whole thing. See, part of the reason the ocean is included is a friend of mine was like, you never go to the ocean. You've, you should do an episode, like, where you do something near the water. And I happen to have a show in Santa Monica Friday night. I told— in my mind, I'm like, this is the last time I'm ever performing in Santa Monica. Because <laughs> it's so a you benefit. you just don't like Santa Monica. It's a benefit for reproductive health care. 
Oh. It's just like a lot of shows don't pay. And then Mm -hmm. you just go, oh, I just drove to Santa Monica. It was my whole night. And And it's inconvenient location yes. wise. Yeah. I can I can understand how that kind of taints a beach trip. And and it, and that's a, it is a very LA problem of like our our nearest beaches are in these kind of kind of inconvenient areas with bad parking and expensive food. So I think that yeah, I think that that, that <laughs> I I I I, I enjoy a trip to the beach. I enjoy mm. being in a body of water, especially a naturally occurring body of water. I find that very um invigorating. And do you actually go into the water? Love to go in the water. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Um, you know, I feel like I'm I'm born anew when I come out. I've uh, thought about how small we all are compared to, you know, the earth and creation. Um, it's a lovely feeling, but Santa Monica is a pain in the ass to get to, and the parking is bad. So I understand right. that kind of coloring your feeling about beach trips. Okay. Okay. Wow, I'm really, I'm. That's still sinking in about but how small we are. <laughs> I will say now, that despite- when you say creation, do you mean creation like? The guy on sitting on a backwards chair meant creation. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think I mean it in a more kind of general, a religious okay. way. But I think, got it. You know, me and backwards chair guy are getting it relatively the same thing. Okay. Right. Um, but I will say the part of this that does excite me, despite his requirement that you make a list that's too long. I love Steve Harvey. I love Steve Harvey. I. I, th- I, th- I think both of you are probably familiar with this phenomenon. This is a very show-busy phenomenon. It's also a very dating phenomenon where someone asks you, like, so what are you watching? What are you loving right now? <laughs> and there's these kind of, like, stock answers that they are looking for. They're looking for Severance. They're looking for Ted Lasso. They're looking for Abbott Elementary. And these are all probably great shows. These are probably great shows. I I am saying these are probably great shows, and it's... And I'm missing out by not having watched them. But my real answer to that question, what are you watching? What are you loving right now? Is two hours of Family Feud. (laughs) I fucking love it. Ah! I have have TV cable, cable cable-ass cable, so I can have the game show network. And I can start watching Family Feud at 9 o'clock and stop at 1 a.m. when my head hurts. (laughs) I... I think Steve Harvey is so funny. I like the game of Family Feud. Okay. I'm mm. whatever. I like the families. The families are great. But Steve Harvey. It's not like a, you being able to see your childhood trauma played out in Family yeah, Feud. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I do like recognizing the family dynamics on okay. stage. Like, you know, who's a pain in the ass. Sure, uh, who, sure. Who, who's Survey not nuts says. about who. Yeah. <laughs> um, But the, like, essential joke of Family Feud of someone giving a kind of a saucy answer and then Steve Harvey looking at the camera like, what the hell did they just say? That that makes me laugh more than anything that's ever been on Netflix. Jordan, I had no idea. I feel like I know you fairly well and I had no idea. I feel like I've, like, reached another ring of Jordan Morris. Yeah, I, I... you know, I, I, I occasionally work in television. I aspire to keep working in television. But the 
like the TV I watch is Family Feud in 60 Minutes. I, <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I have to like kind of sit myself down. I'm like, all right. right, try Westworld. So when people ask if you've seen Westworld, you can say something about Westworld. But my soul just wants to watch Family Feud. But it's Feud all in 60 Harvey. Minutes. When you did that, when you said that, and he turns to you, like, I felt it. I could feel the look when I you don't said even that. know if I need the show. I could just go on YouTube and type in Steve Harbley, Family Feud, Funniest <laughs> Reactions, and that's TV to me. And that could be just, like, my filmed entertainment now, that I watch every night. Do you think he, he kind of acts like a therapist sometimes too? Yeah, I love that too. I love it when I love it when he like congratulates people for mm. how their life has gone. And I do <sighs> love it at the end when someone loses, he will say, he'll go up to them and say, you have a beautiful family. And it's usually oh. the, the dad. So I think maybe there's a little bit of sexism there. He um, says the same thing as a death row inmate. You have a beautiful family. Have a beautiful family. <laughs> Had. I love it. I love that. And yeah, and I, I, so I would be curious for you, not necessarily to do this beach thing, which I think mm. could probably be therapeutic, but I do want to know what would happen if you led your life based on Steve Harvey's advice. Uh, I love that. So wait, what does he say to do? He says, write down 300 things and then what? Just so that you know what they are, just to like put it out there. He's like, you just have to be clear and you should want things and you need to just like get it out. I want to do this. Oh my God. Do you think we I could come up it. with 300 between the three of us? <laughs> yes. Wait, that's Probably. amazing. I my list is kind going. of embarrassing. That's for OnlyFans though. <laughs> Can we hear a few of the items? Oh, yeah, my, yeah, I'm curious. I've, okay, it's back. What was that? Can we hear a few of the items? Oh, yeah, sure. I mean, they're so genuine that it's like, it actually makes me nauseous. You know, I want a comedy special. I want a gorgeous house. I'd like to learn another language. This is so healthy blood cells. That's sweet. <laughs> no, these are great. These are terrific. Who doesn't want healthy cells um, at a comedy helping special? Helping people with Lyme because I used to have Lyme or oh. still, I mean, kind of still do. An incredible therapist. Oh my god! An That's abundant it. July. An abundant July. An abundant oh, July. I love it. Uh, I love it. A better singing voice. Jordan. By the way, we did a show together where I had to sing. Uh, or you. I you think came I was just. I was just there to enjoy. I was just there as a fan. But I, I watched you sing at Andy Wood and Brian Cook's cover band show. Was so bad. You were great. You have a terrific singing voice. I was given the strongest drink of my life that night, and I had not had dinner. Oh, and I remember yeah. being like, I am bombed. My, I don't smoke. And there was, like, someone outside, and I was like, can I get a cigarette? <laughs> like, another person came out of me. Anyway, that's nice of you to say. It was insane. But Remind, I, me, remind me what song you sang. Well, it, the song is called Guilty Treasure, so you're supposed to pick a bad song that you like. And I picked Laid by the band James. Oh, yeah. I vaguely remember that song. Yeah. For, I guess it was in American Pie. I've never seen that movie to this day. A Vanity Table. Oh, well, that's on yes. my list. Yes, that's like that's like <laughs> wanting—that's um, like, the, that's like 
You graduate from wanting a canopy bed and a pony to wanting a vanity right. table. We are now at the point in our lives where we could get ourselves vanity tables. We should do it. I've been thinking myself, like, I could have a vanity table. Maybe I should get one. I always put all my makeup standing up, but I could get a vanity right. table. I love that you've had that thought before because I'm just like, this is a process. And mm-hmm. and I just don't do it sometimes. I'm like, I can't sit and crouch in front of my bedroom mirror right. on the right. floor and put things on my face. Yeah. Oh, my God. A vanity. Jordan, do you want a vanity as well? Do you know Uh, what that is? Maybe. I I mean, I guess I know Mm. what a a vanity is. I guess and I'm I'm thinking of the, like, classic version as something that, like, an old-time movie star sits down at to, like, primp before a, you know, gala. (laughs) A gala. That's what we're talking about. Yes. Yeah, I do want that. I totally want that. And also, um, someone could come in and give you a bouquet. Oh. Right. Receive a visitor. That's the <laughs> dream. Kidding. I would love. It. <laughs> I would love a visitor to give me a bouquet. What What would be on your list? Can you say like a couple things that would be on yours? I did oh. ask that shyly. I go, and could you tell me a few things that would be on yours? <laughs> <laughs> Please, sir, open up to me. <laughs> um. Well, I'm going to go ahead and steal yours and say an mm. abundant July. I would love an, an abundant, abundant July. July. And I guess uh, July is kind of half over at this point. So I'll go ahead and say uh, robust August. A robust August. I love that. Okay. Allison, what would be at the top of your list right now? Um, I want a healthy rest of summer. I want a smooth transition to school in the fall. Um, I want... The bath bedtime transition to go more smoothly because it's been like a real nightmare lately and my kids are stalling. Um, I want a swimming pool eventually. Um, here's my my embarrassing one, but um, someday I want to f- uh, be a person who flies first class because I just do. I don't know how right. to get to be that person, but I just want to be that person. Um happening right now anything you say in this moment will be be manifested mm. okay yeah my uh, that's what I, I want I had an ocean expert on mm. it wasn't really an ocean ex- it's a friend of mine who was like you need to go to the ocean and he said I think what you should do is at the end because I said I kind of have this image of walking into the ocean like um Virginia Woolf in the hours you know how she just walks straight into the ocean mm-hmm. <laughs> And he goes, you should put the list in your pocket when you're done writing it. And oh, I'm just oh. float out. Yeah. But then part of me is like, I kind of do want to keep the list. But Make a copy and then do that. <laughs> Make a copy. Go to the beach. Your then Google go to Doc. Kinko's. Then yeah. go back to the beach. <laughs> my spiritual, yeah. my spiritual <laughs> right. journey includes a stop at a Kinko's. Right. And then I have to buy a bikini with pockets. And then oh, yeah, sure. <laughs> This okay, is hard guys. because one of them is mm. so other-directed and one yeah. of them is so you. Yeah, what which one which one do you think they should vote for? So you're you're the the fans of the show are going to vote on which of these things you should do. Beach yes. plus Steve so, Harvey advice yes, book. It's they're going to vote death row or, or or ocean flow. And that is the reason it's called flow is I wanted to get into what's called a flow state. Okay. Where you're kind of like happy and you become like a tuning fork. That's kind yeah. of a, an Abraham Hicks thing where you're like That sounds great. I would so, love to be a fork. <laughs> That's on oh, my I list have... too. I have tuning fork written on my list. 
I have an Abraham Hicks question because I've only heard of this person. Um, was there an actual Abraham Hicks or was he just someone that Esther Hicks channeled the whole time? She channeled him. So there was no Abraham Hicks? So he's like a, she she created him? She It's an energy called Abraham, to my knowledge. Okay. I believe that, yeah, I believe that. Because the ghost makes more sense to me, I'll be perfectly honest. If she's like, there's a guy named Abraham, he he lived here in the 20s, he died of scarlet fever, and now right. he <laughs> enters my body to give advice on Instagram. That, to me, makes more sense. <laughs> he enters my body for Instagram. Wow, I had well, no idea that he wasn't Abraham an came actual to her, person. It came to her during a meditation. I guess she was sitting there and she started like nodding. And I think she started like writing things with her nose or something. Something weird. <laughs> wow. Like Sorry. in the air. And then she would go back. Her husband was like, well, we need to go back to that place. So she kept going back. And then eventually she started to channel this energy called Abraham. How but did says, her husband feel about this? I'm going to need to find out. He was into it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay, sure he was. Like, really into it. <laughs> She's like, he's like, my wife's good in bed. Abraham is right, great right. in bed. <laughs> Abraham does shit my wife wouldn't dream of. Uh, Abraham. Oh, my God. That's Abraham's incredible. nasty. Abraham is nasty. <laughs> so, wow. yeah. Yeah, it's, it's interesting, though. So, I yeah, so I got, I did a workshop with, like, all these strangers online, essentially. But people had sent in questions beforehand. And a lot of it is it's it's interesting because it doesn't sound the way a person would speak, but it makes mm-hmm. a lot of sense. You know who um do you know Jess Rona, dog celebrity dog groomer to the stars? Um, she talks about Abraham Hicks. Oh. Um, yeah. And she listens to Abraham Hicks. And I think does he do like a lot of stuff with um like manifesting success or money or profit or wealth or something. Something I know she mentioned him in the context of like success or wealth or something. Yes. However, one of the things that Abraham said in the workshop that I really liked was don't keep saying it has to be New York Times bestseller, don't about everything you write or this has to be this. The goal is to be happy and enjoy your life. Mm. And what Abraham slash Esther is saying is create joy and you will attract more joy. It's like the frequency that you're set to attracts more of the same. Okay. So Allison, if you were to do one of these, which one would you rather do? Oh, I would rather do the 300 thing for me. I, but, 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 but (laughs) I would rather do that one, but I want you to do to write to a person on death row. Like I think that that is cuz you really sold it. Mm. I think that that is a kindness. And I think that is a chance to learn something and a chance to grow. They both are. But to me the writing down the 300 things 300 the 300 things is like that's the easier safer option, which is why I would choose it being somewhat lazy and not wanting to push myself. And it also sounds kind of fun versus having to reach out to another person, um, especially going outside of your comfort zone. Like that's real growth, I think. And it really could, you know, it really is like a, such a kind gesture. I don't know. I, that, that to me is the one that I think 
I'm more interested to see how that one would play out. Yeah, you know? I, I, I like that a lot. You 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 tipped me a little bit more in favor of prison. And I and I and I I like it. I like that better. I like the idea of like this is a this is an exercise in our shared humanity. This is an exercise in we could all use a little more empathy. Um yeah, so I, I, I like that rather than just like, oh, I'm you know, this is kind of a gawky thing where I want to like learn about a murder. I think that that, that angle is really nice. Um, but yeah, but it, is it more interesting if I take the opposite position? Mm. I'll go ahead and answer. I think it is. So <laughs> I am going to be team 300, ocean things, flow. 300 things and walk into the ocean. Oh my God. Wow. Okay. I, I know sometimes that can mean suicide. But don't <laughs> die. I don't want you to die. I want you to live and continue to do the show and entertain us all with your great comedy. But oh I do think it would be funny if you made the. And I do want to see, I would be curious what like entries 280 through 300 are. Like when you're right. just groping for something, it's like, oh, uh, new scrunchie. Sure. <gasps> I want to try, I want a right. honey mustard dressing that I can eat on everything. That's so funny because I was performing in Nevada City last weekend and I was so tired on the drive back. I didn't get enough sleep. I thought about, you know, maybe I'll get a hotel room and stay an extra night. Then I thought, I can do this. And if I get tired, I'll just pull over, you know? I was fine. And then the last hour of driving, I was like, Ugh. like yeah. just suddenly it came over me and I was like, okay, I'm just going to say a hundred things I'm grateful for. Toward the end, I was like, 98, paper. (laughs) 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 Screaming. Math. Math. (laughs) Concepts that you're into. 99, the number 99. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, it was like, okay, okay, we're getting down to the wire. Um, Okay, you guys, this is incredible. Now I'm going to start watching Family Feud, I think, as well. It's it's funny. It's real. It is. It'll. It if if you if we share a sense of humor, it will make you laugh. I can't wait for the look. The looks great. (laughs) You you do a. I mean, your look. I know people people are listening and not watching, but Lizzie is doing the look. Uh, I'm really trying to channel it. Can you believe what that this old lady just said? How about if if they if they pick death row? I'll open the letter and make Steve Harvey's I can't believe it face every time. That's great. <laughs> That's really good. They gave you what for lunch? <laughs> there's a little one bit of card game. <laughs> there's I'm not to note you to death, but there's a little bit of exhaustion in it too. There's a little bit of a like mm. Oh, oh, it's a like, can you believe I have to put up with these people? Like this week is in, my out. job. All right, right, there's okay. a little bit of that. <laughs> and not to note. So if you. you could just add maybe 10% of that. Thank you. <laughs> Okay, I love it. it. I can't wait. You guys, you've been incredible guests. This was so much fun. This This is so much fun. I love this episode. I know they're two very different things, but I feel like in a weird way, yeah, it's like inner and outer. And I'm feeling that tension. Inny, outy. Oh, my God. Severance. Oh, my God. Before we go, what do you guys want to plug? Anything you want to plug? 
Yes. I would love if people would uh, take a listen to my podcast, Allison Rosen is Your New Best Friend, which so Lizzie good. was on recently. We had a wonderful talk. And then Jordan is a regular guest as well. So that comes out Mondays and Thursdays. Monday is a one-on-one and Thursday is a group show. And then Childish, which is my parenting-ish podcast with Greg Fitzsimmons. And then Upworthy Weekly is my lighthearted news podcast. And that comes out on Saturdays. Um, get those wherever you get podcasts. Incredible, Jordan. Is there anything you want to plug? Yeah, I'll be the uh, I'll be the quintessential podcast guest and ask when does this come out? Well, this comes out in two days, so on Thursday. Uh, yeah, so I do a chat podcast called Jordan Jesse Go. Uh, Allison is a regular guest. Lizzie is booked to join us very soon. Ooh, fun! Uh, so that is uh, Jordan Jesse Go. It's just uh, an hour and a half of bullshit every week. You can get that at maximumfun.org or wherever you get your podcasts. Um, also, I co-wrote a sci-fi comedy graphic novel. It is called Bubble. And if anybody listening here is attending Comic-Con, my co-writer Sarah Morgan and I will be signing books at Comic-Con on Thursday, the 21st. We will be at the First Second booth. First Second, that's our publisher. Uh, Number 2800-2802. I don't really know what those numbers mean, but they (laughs) gave them to me, so I am saying them. Uh, yeah, Bubble. Uh, it's a it's a funny sci-fi book. You can get it wherever you get your books or comics. And uh, come see us if you'll be at Comic-Con. That's Thursday the 21st, first at 2.30. Oh, my God. If you guys want to see me, I'll be drowning in the ocean on Friday. <laughs> <laughs> you guys, thank you so much. Thank you. Amazing. Thank you once again to my truly amazing guests, Allison Rosen and Jordan Morris. Please follow them everywhere. And now let's move into the future. First, I'm going to draw a card for Death Row. Oh, wow. Judgment. Okay. You have to look back and reflect. It's all about self-evaluation. I'm like, this might actually be for the inmate. Um, it can also mean kind of breathing new life into something, breathing new life into a cell, um, into my healthy blood cells. Wow. Okay. Now let's draw a card for ocean flow. Ooh, Knight of wands. That's so funny because this truly is a card that is about manifestation of an idea and kind of going after your passion following a vision, it can be seen as slightly um, idealistic, but it's truly passion-driven. These cards could not be more on the nose. Um, I also have some shows coming up. If you know anyone who lives in Montana, please tell them to come see me in Bozeman, August 20th. This weekend on the 15th, I'm doing that benefit for reproductive um, healthcare access at The Crow in Santa Monica. Then on the 16th, I'm at Cazador Comedy. If you want to go to that, contact the host of the show. That'll be in my Instagram stories, and you'll get the address. And then on the 18th, I'm opening for Reveries at the Elysian Theater. All great shows. And now I turn it over to you. Death Row or Ocean Flow, the choice is truly in your hands. Starbanks Avenue, a podcast network.